listening to Life, Death, and the Law, presented by Deason, Garner, and Hanson, the law firm that has been voted Yuma's best six years in a row. Welcome back to Life, Death, and the Law. This is 560 AM KBLU. I am attorney Adam Hanson, and we've got uh, my partner, Sean, Sean Garner, and we've got Cody in the studio as well, pushing buttons and turning dials and stuff and trying to make it sound as good as he can. And then we've got our our uh, favorite guest as of late, Lana. Uh, Lana is our one of our paralegals in our office, but what's really unique about her is her citizenship. Her Well, I guess you're not even a Russian citizen anymore, right? You had to le- relinquish your citizenship from Russia to yeah. become a U.S. citizen. But she has a great history, and, and she's really fun to talk to because she knows so much. She travels a lot, knows a lot about the world. Um, you guys, you and your husband, you travel quite a bit on the weekends and do a lot of... Uh, uh, adventurous things, if you want to mm-hmm. call it that. Don't you have your own, like, Instagram page or something like that? We do, yes. Well, he's more um, Instagram famous, Insta-famous than I am. Uh, he's not trying to be, but he's a pretty good photographer. Oh, I see, uh, yeah. So people seem to respond to his uh, photos and reels and videos. Yeah, on a given weekend, you might be up in Colorado, you might be in California, Utah, Utah, Oregon, yeah, doing climbs or trails and things like that. So it's really fun and inspiring uh, to see you you do those things. Um, We were talking about some of the the mentality or the the uh, culture, let's call it culture of of how you grew up in Russia. To us Americans, it's really foreign to us. And I think when we use the word Russia, we talk about Russia, there's a negative connotation, and there always has been, because of the conflicts between the United States and Russia. And it continues to be that way. And so we thought it'd be interesting to bring you back on and just talk about some of that and the mentality of of the uh, culture there and how that... um, actually is as opposed to what we see through the the myopic view of the news media and um, one thing that stands out to me about russia is growing up in the 90s we heard of this guy gorbachev a lot i didn't know much about him but i knew that he was looked at as better than most russians and i asked you during the break What's your view of Gorbachev? And, and uh, you said, if I, if I remember correctly, you said something like, well, we view him as uh, one of the saviors uh-huh. of, of Russia. Why did you say that? Well, he was the one, once he wasn't elected, he was appointed. He just succeeded, um, I think, after Brezhnev died, the Secretary of State. Um, we felt, or I was still too young, but I just remember what my parents and their friends uh, talked about and discussed. And he was um, like a breath of fresh air. And people started talking about uh, how things were about to change. All the reforms that, uh, all the reformation that he was about to bring, uh, rebuilding, like doing away with the, with the old, bringing in the new, and this the whole rebuilding thing. Uh, there was a word for it, it's called perestroika. Uh, that I think that word started circulating not only just within the Soviet Union but even outside of it, and people were just hoping that things would would be different. He was a harbinger of hope, I guess. Uh huh. It wasn't viewed uh, so his his election and then his path. I think uh, 1985, I believe, he was elected as the defense secretary or the secretary of state, or I, I don't know his title. 
to be honest, but uh, it was something like that. Coincidentally, General Secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. Assistant to the regional manager, <laughs> Dwight K. Schrute. <laughs> so, uh, coincidentally, in 1985, so Gorbachev comes into the, into the scene in of real kind of power or influence mm-hmm. in 1985. You know what else really important happened in 1985 in the United States? The release of Rocky IV. Oh. <laughs> and how much did that? <laughs> how much did that affect you know our relations with with Russia? Well, I like to think it's because of Rocky IV, the Iron Curtain fell. Because here you have Gorbachev come into power in 1985. 1985, Rocky IV hit the worldwide scene. Rocky Balboa defeats Ivan Drago in Russia. And all of a sudden, not, not, ten, not le- less than 10 years later, yeah, the Iron Curtain years. falls. 1991. It just goes to show the influence of Rocky Balboa on the world. Right? I never thought about it that way. Yep. Well, I did. <laughs> Good point, Adam. So, this is all interesting, but I want to learn a little bit more about your family. <laughs> um, so, tell me about your parents and their current living situation. And eventually, I want to get into um, what is the morale there in the community when uh, you talk to your parents about the Ukraine war? Well, my mom is retired. She has been retired for a um, good seven, eight years, I think. She retired right when she reached the retirement age. Uh, she was a teacher. What is a retirement life. age? Um, 62 for women, 65 for men. Okay. It, they raise it since, but it, that's when I think that's what it was, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and she's been, you know, staying at home. Um, doing little crossword puzzles to keep her mind sharp as she always tells me every time i call my dad however even though he's one year older than my mom he continues working uh, as a doctor of many specialties he drives 45 minutes to uh, the hospital it's not the hospital that in in the town where i grew in because they closed that does he Um, take public transportation or drive his own car no he drives his own car he has a little uh renault megan i think a uh, French model, pretty reliable, kind of like equivalent of a Toyota <laughs> Corolla. Is uh, it a diesel? Do you know? No, it's regular. It's, it's just regular gas. gas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, ninety-five. I think he puts in the same denomination of gas types. I guess in uh, Russia. Would you say that gas prices are cheaper there in Russia, or do you know? The, no, they have to be cheaper. They're cheaper because people don't make that much. So just by comparison so your, your dad drives 45 minutes to work mm-hmm. one way and he works as a doctor there mm-hmm. typically doctors um in the united states would drive mercedes and then come home to a three-story home yeah Com- give me the the compare and contrast well unless you take bribes as a doctor or as any profession i guess as any occupation in russia uh with the money that the government pays you because doctors and teachers are uh, called budget workers meaning their salaries come uh, from the federal budget, not from the local. So they have a government health care program that everybody gets health care. Yes, that, uh, regardless of what you do, uh, everybody has uh, free medical insurance, medical, you know, health care. However, it's, uh, the free one is very poor, of very poor quality with long lines to be seen by a doctor. If you want a better you know, quality of health care, you need to pay. You have to pay. How do you pay? Are, so are there doctors in the private sector that just say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for private pay? Or is, it's the same it doctor. seems like that wouldn't be allowed if there was a government health care program. You'd be competing with the government there. 
Uh, no, it's the same doctor that has uh, a range of services, I guess. Uh-huh. These are the services that you can, that they provide for free. And the more, and another service, type of services they provide for a fee. And so it's, if you're getting your appendix allowed. taken out, do you get to choose between the A rating, the B rating, or the C rating? And, well, and pay a little bit more if you're going to get the A rating. Do you want to make this out, make it out of here alive? Or yeah. do you want to How get How much do you want to pay? <laughs> Actually, when I, was, when I was in the first or second grade uh, or year of, uh, at the university, I had to have my appendix taken out. Okay. And I just I guess, got to take a shot in the dark. So yeah, but, yeah, and I was on the day they did not give me general anesthesia. They did it under the local anesthesia Whoa. because that was the day when the hospital, because the hospital didn't have enough money, so they're like, okay, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays we do general anesthesia, but Tuesdays and Thursdays we only do local. You couldn't wait one more day. It was not up to me. I was um. like, my dad is a doctor, please, anesthesiologist. Please give me general anesthesia, but they did not. <laughs> that did not work. So he, he goes to work, and uh, what type of salary does he make? Is that too personal? No, it's not too personal. You know, nobody knows him here. <laughs> he cannot, he won't hear me. Uh, so I don't think that would be a too of a I thought, issue. I thought this show was international. We're, I thought we'd we're hit, pretty big in Russia, aren't we? I thought we, we were <laughs> pretty big. Amongst no. the English we, we were last year. a big deal. Okay. Oh, uh, before, before the war. Yeah, my mom listens to me in Utah. That's well, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, the same distance travel. So uh, how much did you make? I have so one dollar is now worth sixty rubles. Uh, so a hundred dollars is a uh, sixty. It was six thousand. Yeah. Um, so I would say he makes three to four hundred dollars, maybe even five hundred dollars a month. A month. A month no yeah. way. Not, no, yeah, not a procedure. A, a month. A month, yes. It, uh, there are some incentives and bonuses. For instance, when COVID was rampant, he would get a, an incentive per every COVID patient that mm-hmm. he diagnosed. Yeah. So they like that. So do, do you think that that artificially spiked the number of COVID diagnoses? I don't think, no. No. No, doctors would never. They're, they would never do that. Well, no, it was only like, uh, surprisingly, it was just <laughs> one per shift. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I hear your sarcasm. <laughs> They didn't have that many. Yeah. They have sarcasm in Russia? No, it's it's been outlawed. <laughs> <laughs> in the United States, to jail. we um, right to jail. see money as being able to corrupt people, but not in other parts of the world like Russia, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, the same. But, but I'm saying you got paid for every diagnosis of, of COVID, but you don't believe that that actually... Influence doctors a to positive pro- test. Like hmm. they had to have a positive test. I'm sure. I'm sure there was. Was it more like okay? So did they get paid? Maybe you don't know the answer to this, but was it you get paid per diagnosis of COVID or is it per death of COVID? Oh no 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 per diagnosis. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the COVID deaths there were were pretty high. I mean, not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how it compared to the rest of the world, but uh, I was I was looking the other night, and it was estimated that a hundred thousand people died of COVID, and uh, th- you know, That's for a population of a hundred million in Russia. Yeah, I thought less than a hundred million. That's one percent of the population. Yeah, I think it's pretty comparable to the rest of the world, though. Right. Yeah, and I don't I don't think that it's it's outlandishly high, but 
you know, there was a large death toll for COVID there. So um, yeah. we look at the COVID treatments here. I think I have a lot of skepticism as to how efficiently we were allowed to treat COVID because of the policy that got inserted into the, the protocol that the hospitals would normally take and the doctors would actually use to approach um, flu-like symptoms like COVID is the flu. But um, uh, in, in Russia, they experience the same type of death toll. So mm-hmm. it seemed like that spread across the spectrum. So I, I Googled it really quickly and, who, and we'll, we'll just go with these numbers that came up, but there's a chart and it says all time cases and deaths in Russia, total cases to date were are 21.1 million cases of COVID and then total deaths to date that were uh, COVID related. The number is 382,000. Wow. So I think it was a hundred thousand per year. And that really spiked in, uh, well, this chart goes back. Well, this is a one-year chart. It spiked last year around this time, the winter time, when it gets cold. Let's see here. Let me do all time. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, well, wow, it spiked last year. It, it was the biggest spike in Russia, like significantly more. Yeah, around November, December, and um, there were 1,200 deaths uh, November 24th. 1,207 deaths recorded since the time COVID started, let's say March of 2020, until November 24th. To that date, it was 1,207, uh, 1,207 deaths that were COVID-related, and that was a big spike. Previous to that, it was the pretty low. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, uh, for the year of 2020, they were around, at the end of 2020, they were at 551 deaths. So were there lockdowns in Russia? Yes. How severe were they? We we see lockdowns here and they're like, yeah, don't, please don't go out of your house and don't go to the store or the restaurant. And then we see lockdowns in China <laughs> and that that's, that's a real deal. Uh-huh. So how was it in Russia? I think pretty comparable to how it was in the United States. At first people were, uh, you know, religious about adhering to that. Uh, but then the longer these lockdowns stayed on uh, more lax people be- uh, became it started growing you know restless and started leaving because they don't do grocery delivery in most rural russia so you would have to get out and go to a store uh, they're very bag on big on masks even when i was there uh december january of last year uh they still yeah wore so masks. I'll, i'm glad you brought that up because you visited for christmas mm-hmm. and uh, your return trip was delayed Yes, it was one of the statistics who got COVID <laughs> in the winter of 2020. But you didn't even know it. I didn't. I had very mild symptoms, which I just chalked off to having a cold because it was freezing temperatures. Um, so you, I felt fine. And it wasn't Russia that was delaying your return back to the United States. It was the United States. It was the United States, yes. So if you had just rebooked your um, destination to Mexico City, then you could have just walked would, across. Absolutely. I could have done it, yes. <laughs> that was, that's been my experience. Anytime I go out of the country and come back in, it's not those countries that's the problem. It's the United States, especially in the Biden administration. That's when it really became an issue. Yeah. And oftentimes you'll have to do um, a COVID test within 24 hours of your flight, which is a huge hardship on travelers that are outside the yeah. country. And not only that, but it's really expensive. I mean, these companies that offer those now, they are in the ho- they're in the actual airport terminals. So you have to schedule an appointment or you have to go there and there's a huge line. So you might miss your flight just because of that. And secondly, they know what they're doing. And so they charge you like $250 to get this test because they can and you have to have yeah. it. 
So it's very difficult to get back in the United States, and that's what's really frustrating. Yeah. yeah, you see, you see government officials going in and out of the country. No problem, you know. I doubt they're subjected to the same COVID requirements that we are. Well, government officials, but you look at uh, the south southern border, and I don't. Oh, see that's true. Yeah, a lot of checkpoints there, looking for people that have COVID negative tests. They're just marching across. So, it, it there's some uh, hypocrisy going on there. Mm-hmm. So. Tell me a little bit more about your family, the mentality about the war and the approval rating that uh, Putin has, because I've got some interesting statistics here, but I wanted to, I want to hear it from you firsthand. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we've got to take a break. So we'll, we'll get into that after the break. This is 560 AM, Life, Death, and the Law. More thought-provoking conversation coming up next on Life, Death, and the Law, right here after this. 